Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Ears International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Okay, we have a big night. We have a big night. So we are going to be uh, going through things kind of, not necessarily quickly, but in a little bit more of a direct matter. The last time we had a direct conversation, it was when the Spirit of the Lord wanted us to get at selfishness and complacency. So hopefully it won't, it won't be as, um, as hard of a word to digest in a sitting, but it is going to have to come out kind of directly tonight so that we can move into the rest of our evening and specifically in our, um, in our finances. So it's our last teaching on knowing I've said that I think maybe three times. <laughs> and uh, and we, just, we just had decided to kind of take our time and move through it a little bit more slowly because as we started, we were able to quickly recognize that it was something that the Lord really wanted a deep understanding of because it was going to send us into what's next. And words, words always build, revelation always builds upon uh, upon. Um, upon each other because it is what brings us from glory to glory. So there will always be something that comes immediately after that what's previously digested has to be fully understood for that next revelation to be built on, right? That's true about the word in general. That's true about revelation in general, but specifically about this word, the the word with knowing and the pillars that have led us to this pillar of knowing up until this point are extremely, extremely foundational in what's next because the the understanding that we take from the tools that we've been given, which we're gonna go back through quickly, the tools that we've been given in order to learn how to pursue to know him will unlock the mysteries and the secrets of his heart that will literally save the world. So I could say that the foundation that's been put in place is even more critical than what we've ever been given before in terms of a blueprint or the answer to the things that we've cried out for. Okay, so we are going to close up the pillar of knowing tonight by talking specifically about what we value. And it will make sense by the time we get to it, what does value have to do with knowing. We will get there. First, I'm going to do a brief recap. I'm going to run through it quickly, so I hope you've been taking notes. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, because of its significance, if you are a part of this family, if you are a part of the remnant who watches live, it's critical It's critical that you go through each of the pillars and all of the um, series on knowing before we move on or the mysteries that are going to be unlocked, they will not be accessible to you. They, They won't be accessible to you. You either won't understand them or you simply won't have access because you'll have removed yourself from the running. Okay? All right. So I'm gonna go back through knowing quickly, kind of in in an outline to get us to understanding what value has to do with knowing and why months ago the Lord said, I need you to talk about value on the night when you have finances. 
okay? Because it's multifaceted. All right, so here we go through knowing what is the cycle that the Lord has asked us to step out of? Does anyone remember in two words? What's the cycle? Yes, Rest, it's the rescue repeat cycle. We are moving out of rescue repeat as a body of Christ into rescue and follow, right? He rescues us, he rescues us and we turn and we follow. We learn, we walk after him. Okay, how do we do this? Through connection, clinging, and consistency. What will knowing him produce? Hunger, transformation, and multiplication. What keeps us from this healthy cycle? Selfishness and complacency. Why does knowing, oh, then, before I explain that, the next, uh, the next revelation was specifically that knowing through intimacy has to be expressed on earth. We've got pursuit to know here, and we have to have pursuit to know here. Why? Well, because on earth as it is in heaven, he was never alone. He made us in his likeness, which means we were created to be intimate. We were created for connection. It's the deepest desire of his heart. It's why we were created, right? To dwell with him. So therefore we have to dwell with one another on earth. We talked then about why knowing that he created us for intimacy, why do we choose to be alone? We had a long list of reasons why it is easier to be alone. Then we moved into transformation as an outward expression, producing multiplication. This was last week, we talked about multiplication and that there is a process to multiplication. That when you are rescued, you are meant to be placed within a family. That we're going back to his original intention which is maturing as sons and daughters, right? By being set in a family after your point of rescue so that you can become a son who will then mature into a mother and father and then multiply that expression of sonship on earth. We talked about how how uh, we are moving out of a pastoral mindset into motherhood and fatherhood. We talked specifically about why God has given this body a spiritual mother and a spiritual father so that the expression of sonship can be released over us, that we can grow into maturity, and then we can turn and express sonship onto others because... Do you guys remember why sonship is key for transformation and multiplication? Yes? Okay. It's key because only sons, this, I'm not making this up, this is in scripture, only sons can take dominion over the earth. Only sons can take dominion over the earth. And his desire 
his will for our lives is that we would, we would multiply and turn hearts back to him and take dominion over the earth. That's what he means when he says multiply, right? That his sons and daughters, that there would be many, that all hearts would turn towards him, okay? We talked specifically about motherhood and fatherhood, that process, what it, why it's critical to have consistency, connection, and clinging on earth, that it starts with a spiritual mother and a father, right? To teach you how to cling, to teach you connection and consistency, all of those things, and then it will be multiplied. Okay, do we feel caught up that we can kind of move forward. Yes, okay, all right. So, we're gonna talk about value. And the reason we're gonna talk about value is because everything that's been released up to this point, and I'm talking about the pillars, I'm talking about the even the foundational aspects that uh, Jason is gonna be teaching on and the pillar of knowing that none of those will launch us forward if we don't value it. If we don't regard, I put up a couple definitions and there's two different ones and we're gonna get into that. But if we don't allow our mindset to be transformed in terms of what we regard as significant or as vital or as critical or as important, if we don't shift our mindset on what we value, we will not do the work that it requires to be consistent, to cling, to if any of those things that are transformative and will produce multiplication. We simply won't pursue them if we don't value them. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm gonna scoot back. I feel like I'm getting really close to you guys. All right. So here's a couple definitions of value. You guys wanna write those down. Value, the regard that something is held to deserve, the importance, worth, or usefulness of something. As a verb, value is the, to estimate the monetary worth of, to consider someone or something to be important or beneficial, to have a high opinion of. And I feel like the Lord is giving us an opportunity as we close on the pillar of knowing to reconcile and wrestle through any old mindset that we would have in regards to what we hold in high regard. There are things over the last however many years, everyone has walked out this process differently and it in a different length of time, but however that's long been for you, we have had a high opinion or held certain things in high regard before that are no longer um, meant to be regarded in any form, let alone of great significance or something that you would die for or live your life for.
because ultimately it actually it was said it was said this week by apostle justin on voxer he made a comment specifically about value and he said where is it he said that what you value is what you will cry out for did anyone else hear that on voxer he said what you value is what you will cry out for what you value moving forward is what you will fight for. Because I'm telling you the mindset shift that has to come as we return to his original intent is one that you will have to fight for. Because it will challenge everything that you have ever known or perceived to be true. When we are walking fully out of a pastoral mindset functioning in the form we've talked about it before as a remnant we have discussed we're moving out of programs right church is never going to look the same but it is becoming real in a whole other way because he's now presenting well this is what it will look like so before all we knew or all we had was like this um exactly was a challenge of what it wasn't it's easier, it's easier to allow something to be, to be taken apart than it is to allow something new to be built. Up, up here. <laughs> right? That, that is easier. It is easier to let go of something than it is to learn something new. Is that easier for you in your life? It is for me to let go of something old, but then to have to learn a completely new way of living, a completely new way of thinking, to adopt a whole new, not only mindset, but a whole new DNA. The way my family functions, who I submit to, I mean, all, all of that, it is much harder. It is much harder to completely adopt and transform everything about the way that you have ever functioned in your life than it is to say, yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to be doing that anymore. Or I don't think I'm supposed to be submitting to this anymore. Or I, I feel like I, I need to go over here, right? And we felt like that was hard. And it was, I'm not saying it wasn't, it was hard, it was hard. For, for me personally, it felt like one of the heaviest, heaviest things I've ever said yes to from the Lord. And now he's saying, okay, you thought that was hard, but I'm telling you it is getting harder because everything that I present to you is going to challenge everything that you laid down. And it will be easier to just pick all of that up than it will be to follow and learn a completely new way of life. It is going to be harder. And what will prepare you to not only endure, but to come through the other side and say, I have stepped back into his original intent and it will be multiplied. The only way that that can happen is if you take the time to wrestle through and reconcile what it is he's presented with the old, with everything you've laid down before and you begin to regard it 
regard it highly. That it becomes something you value. That where you once valued the pastoral, you now place value in motherhood and fatherhood. In every way. Ooh, it's quiet. (laughs) It's quiet. We can say, I receive sonship, but when he says, now walk. Now walk as a son. Right? It's easy to lay down your orphan identity. That is easy because as an orphan, you are desperate. You are desperate. But the second he says, now walk like a son. I didn't just say you're a son. I said, you're a son, now walk. The second he says walk, we're like, oh, it's, it's it's too hard. It's too hard. So then we step back into those habits or those things that we identified with as an orphan, that although we were desperate to not be one, there were parts of it that now at this point might even be comforting. right? It's easier. It is hard to walk as a son. It is hard to submit to a mother and a father. It was easier to submit to a pastor. I want to use really, really simple, practical examples because I feel like, I feel like there's a weightiness with the opportunity that we're being presented with. Over and over and over again, he does that. Here's another opportunity Here's another chance to reconcile. Here's another, here's another chance. Here's another chance to learn how to walk this out. Because I really believe that from here on, if you are not wrestling, remember last week when I said, I hope you go home and the next couple weeks you are literally in anguish. I hope that, that, that the next month for you is horrible is horrible that you are that you are doing so much wrestling that you are looking at everything that he asked you to lay down every single day that you're looking at all of that and being like I know you called me over here I know what it takes to walk like a son and I see all my old garments and I see what it looked like to walk as an orphan and I know what it was like to submit to a pastor versus to have to endure endure the intimacy and the connection that it takes to submit to a mother and a father and a family. I know that, but I don't know if I can do this. We have to wrestle through. We have to wrestle through. It is your responsibility to wrestle, the remnant, it is your responsibility to wrestle because you asked for the answer. And he's presented it. So it is your responsibility now to do the work that it requires of you to wrestle through so that you know how to position yourself. What you value is what you will fight for. Will you fight... (laughs) for intimacy? Will you fight for connection? When I say fight, I mean, will you fight within yourself on behalf 
of what he values. Which is everything that he's expressed over the last couple of months. Connection, intimacy, clinging, relationship, sonship. Will you wrestle? Will you fight? Because there will be a company of people, there is a company of people around the world who will choose to fight and to learn how to walk like sons so that they can transform the world. And they are being entrusted with the deepest and darkest secrets, not only of his heart, but of the world. And I know that this family, that this body, that their goal, that your heart, that our heart is to be entrusted with those secrets. And I'm telling you, it cannot and it will not happen if you don't wrestle. If you don't do the work to get to a place where you value what he values. When the pillar of knowing was first introduced, I don't know if you remember this, but the spirit made a comment it wasn't mine, that's why I always say. The Spirit made a comment about as you undergo this process of learning how to walk like a son, as you undergo the process, you will learn quickly what you value. Because of the level of discipline that it takes, you will quickly see what you value. And that's okay. It's part of the process, but what matters is when you begin to understand what he values and you compare it to what you value, that you, <laughs> that you reconcile those, that you wrestle through that. So tonight is your call. It is your send off, your send out to wrestle through to shift your mindset enough to value what he values. Regarding the cycle that we're breaking out of, do we value him when he asks us to follow? Or do we only value when he meets our needs? You could literally ask the question about value in every single scenario that he's presented over the last couple of months. On earth, do you value relationship? Do you value a mother and a father only when they meet your needs? Or also when they ask you to follow? can't see the time. It's covered by sanitizer. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. There's going to be a lot. Of, I'm just going to talk personally with you. Okay. There's going to be a lot of thoughts. There's going to be a lot of things that come up in your mind as you start to walk this process out. If you are sincere in activating the pillar of knowing and walking out, clinging in consistency and connection, you are going to have every thought imaginable. I mean, really. 
because we've never known how to know him. We've never understood his original intent. Not only have we lived a certain way our whole lives, but that has been lived generation and generation before us. So you're not just walking out your old mindset, you are literally walking out the mindset of the body of Christ for generations and generations and generations. So you bet you're gonna get confused. You bet you're going to get irritated. You bet you're going to get angry. You bet you're going to think that there's idolatry going on. You bet you're going to think that there's control happening. You bet you think you're going to get manipulated. I mean, I guarantee that every single thought or tactic will come at you because you are breaking through. You're breaking through something that has been in place for decades for decades, but that's why he called you the remnant. That's why this house isn't busting at the seams with thousands of people. Because the mindsets that we are challenging have never been recognized before, which is heartbreaking because it was his original intent. The fact that we've had to fight so hard for relationship and intimacy and connection so hard is heartbreaking when he's like, that's all I've ever wanted. I don't understand. The separation has grown to such a degree that we do not recognize his original intent for the body of Christ, for the world, and for you in your personal lives with him. You do not know what you need. You do not know. <laughs> you do not know his intent for you, but you will. You will, and if that hunger is still in you, if you know that there is more, after this pillar, if you can stand and say, okay, if anything, I can stand on a conviction or I can stand on, on some, something in my spirit, a knowledge, an experiential knowledge, or a gut, a gut feeling that there is more. If anything, I can stand on that, and that will get me through. Okay, you, you have to find that. You have to have a conviction. You have to have a foundation before you move forward. And what's awesome is that you don't have to do this alone. Right, is that he gave you a family and within this, in this house, he gave you a mother and a father. a word about motherhood and fatherhood. I think it would be appropriate right now. <laughs> so the, the, the word about knowing and breaking out of the repeat of, of the rescue repeat cycle, it came months and months ago. I can't even, I honestly can't remember the date. I would have to go back through my journal, but it came months and months ago. And simultaneously with that word, about knowing and the cycle that we're breaking out of came a word about motherhood and fatherhood, which makes sense, right? We understand the connection now, right? The word was motherhood and fatherhood are a threat. And motherhood and fatherhood are going to feel threatening. 
and the word value came. And I heard clearly the voice of the Lord say, it was almost, it, we were, it, it felt like a very casual conversation, almost as if he was, he was thinking or processing out loud with me. And he said, I don't know if they're going to value motherhood and fatherhood the way that they value the pastoral. I don't know if they're gonna value motherhood and fatherhood the way that they valued programs. And I called my spiritual parents and I told them about the word. And we kind of just sat on it for a while because there were other things that the Lord had to get us through first to be able to present it. When it comes to value, do we value motherhood and fatherhood? If you don't now, and you're called to be a part of the remnant, will you fight? Will you do the work? Will you wrestle through an old mindset to get there? Because we're a spearhead. I want to remind you again of that word from the Lord that we are a spearhead. And if we don't value mother and motherhood and fatherhood, if it doesn't start with us, who's going to pick it up? If we don't understand his original intent, that it starts with a mother and a father raising you to spiritual maturity and that you have to hold on tight to them on earth, how is it going to be replicated? Do you, do you, do we even, do we believe that? The, the, the spearhead, do we believe all that? Honestly, I feel like it's time to reconcile everything. Because I feel like at this point, he is giving us so much grace and he's saying, I have so many mysteries that I want to entrust you with. There are so many things that I want to unlock about myself that I hate that I have to withhold from you, that it's the desire of my heart to pour out all over you because I don't just want you. And I've been waiting for a company of people who would literally wrestle that old thing to the ground and say, as hard as it is, as hard as it is, as insecure as it makes me, as uncomfortable as I am, right? That I will wrestle that thing to the ground and I will learn how to walk like a son submitted under a mother and a father so that I can multiply that and restore the whole world back to your original intent. There's so much grace that he is providing in this moment and in the next month or so as we go back through those foundational elements, he's giving us time. Do you, can you feel that grace? He's giving us time to reconcile those things. So if there's something that you have been uncertain about, if there's something you've been confused about, if there's something that you have been, that has been tossing you around, 
Will you utilize the tools that he's given you over the last couple of months, right? Which is that you have access on earth to a family, to a spiritual mother and father who know something about my original intent that you have full access, would you utilize those tools and connect and be consistent and hold on tight long enough to where you can stand up and have enough strength to start walking as a son? Because I know, I know what it's like to feel weary underneath that old mindset or that old way of thinking or to have to reconcile it with what's, what, with what's new. But what's so amazing is what's new is what was always meant to be. That, that is a father who is after your heart and wants you in your fullness. That he cares enough about his sons to say, to say, this was always my heart for you and I will not stop until it's fully known. But you can say no. You can pick up that old mindset. You can pick up that, that, that old garment. You can. <laughs> and only you. That's how much power he's given you. That he's not even going to force his original intent on you. But it is the absolute desire of his heart. But we have come so far in terms of what we value within the body of Christ. And if this body and if the remnant who has been entrusted to walk this process out, to walk this process out, if we can't begin to value the things he values, the world is doomed. The remnant who is who has become awake. The remnant is who is awakened. That's it. So it is our responsibility to wrestle and to value what he values. Okay, now there's a couple of earthly expressions to this. So when the Lord released that word about, I don't know, I don't know, that we can value motherhood and fatherhood the way we valued the things of the old. That we have held them in such high regard for so long. I don't know. Okay. I wanted to release this word tonight because we're going over finances. And like I said, I wanna get, I wanna get really practical and I want to be bold about a couple of things. Okay. I've been to I've been to a lot of conferences and there's always a call to activate or respond, right? Whenever there's like a speaker that you're interested in. Right? So somebody carries a mantle for healing. Somebody carries um, an anointing in um, overseas ministries or, or, or whatever, whatever it might be. 
trafficking or all of those different things. And, and there is always an opportunity to respond. You respond, your response is usually personal. Do you agree? That the response is usually personal. That's what, I, that's, that's what I've seen, that's what I've observed, is that the response is personal. So if somebody is in need of healing, and somebody just released a word on healing, and then there's an opportunity to sow, then those who value healing in that moment, who see that as, as important because they need it, then they respond, right? So when we talk about valuing motherhood and fatherhood, there is a way to value in multiple facets and realms. And one of those is financially. And what I mean is during the time that I got that word about value, I felt like there was a shift in giving. Now, this is not meant to be a word of condemnation, but if we are the remnant and we have made a commitment to mature and walk like sons, then we can talk about it because we're going to break it. We're going to break it first so that motherhood and fatherhood can be valued as it multiplies around the nation and around the world. He's not just doing this here. Okay, everyone is being called to find a home and find a family that's under a mother and father. These are prophetic words that, being, that are being released around the globe. They are telling people, go, run, find a house. Find a house that's under a mother and a father. Go, do it now. Okay, so if we don't, if the remnant doesn't break the back of only valuing those things of the old and we don't value his original intent, which is first done in motherhood and fatherhood, right? He said it starts with a mother and a father in a family so that motherhood and fatherhood can be multiplied. I feel like I have to keep saying it over and over again. I don't mean that I just mean I feel in the spirit that I need to keep saying that over and over again. Okay, and we'll say it as many times as we need to. If you need to say it to yourself over and over again, we are gonna have to do some serious rewiring in our brains. And that's okay. That's okay. He's inviting you to do that. That's what's amazing is this isn't condemning. He is inviting you to, he's saying, I am, I want to restore your thought process. I want to restore your blood. I want to restore literally the, the, the way that you function as a human being on earth. I want to restore that. Okay. So it's okay to need those things repeated over and over and over and over again, but you're going to have to take some some initiative and, and do it because we're not gonna be able to keep reminding you over the microphone, you know? Okay, can't remember where I was going. <laughs> um, 
But if we as a family, if we as the spearhead in this body, if we don't break the back of what we valued then, right, and begin to value his original intent, it will not be multiplied because the remnant is who he has entrusted with reconciling things back to its original intent. Okay? So like I was saying, when that word was released, I felt like there was a, there was a change, a, a tangible difference in honestly in what was coming in. And I know that because I'm part, I'm part of, of, our, of our leadership team. And, and this, isn't, this wasn't something that was, that was discussed. This was a word of the Lord. And so I have been wrestling through that and pressing into that. And it, it comes down to what we value. That it is easy to value something when, you're, when it feels like you're getting something that's more tangible in return. Not that motherhood and fatherhood are not tangible. but it's not what we're used to. And, and it doesn't feel like something you need. We talked about that because you can be, because we have come so far, we think that we're grown up. But he's saying, I'm giving you an opportunity to go back and to grow. That's a gift. It's a gift, but it's only a gift when you value it. If you think it's worth something. And there was a season years a couple of years ago when I remember and I, I honestly I don't feel I don't think I've ever really talked about money because it has always been something that first of all I'm not practical so I don't really think about money John's like nope <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a lot about being a good steward from my husband anything anything that I know about stewardship has come from my husband in my life um, up to this point but but what I was going to say is I don't think that I've ever talked about it, but it is such a tangible, I mean, when you talk about value, considering someone or something to be important or beneficial, I remember, I remember seasons before in the past where we would be in such desperate conditions. I mean, people are walking out of like, marriage turmoil, they're not living together anymore. Well, I mean like hard things. I'm thinking back to when we first, I'm like pointing to Ellen. I'm thinking back, I'm like, can I use you as an example? <laughs> I'm thinking about when we first, when John and I were first sent to Kingdom Heirs, there was like an explosion of just, of things. You know, God was, God was exposing these things so that ultimately, so that we could get here, right? So that we could be reconciled back to his original intent. But, but at the time, there was such a desperation to just be rescued, to just be saved, that, that 
there was like sprinting. I mean, there was sprinting to this. I remember people crying and, and just almost like crawling to give, desperate to give. I remember conversations with brothers and sisters who were like, you know, God, yeah, we're gonna get, I mean, radical, just radical expressions of giving. And, and that's incredible, it's incredible. But at this time, we're gonna have to evaluate, we're gonna have to reconcile within ourselves, how do we express what we value, right? Because all of a sudden, we're, we're maintaining, we're maintaining our, I don't know, our, our no one's, we're doing okay. You know, we're, we're doing a little bit better. We've walked through, we've walked through that level of exposure that happened at the beginning. We've walked through all of that. Anyone in the remnant can, we all walked through the same process, that process of cutting, right? And fully dying unto him so that we could be reborn. But then when it came time to rebuild and to literally be, okay, so you're reborn, and then you're supposed to be set into a family so that you can mature and develop properly, all of a sudden it's like, I don't know if I agree with this or like this or whatever, so. Like that's what it felt like in the spirit. That, and it's not just finances, but I felt like the Lord wanted me to present it tonight when we're having a financial meeting because value has so many different connotations and one of the ultimate expressions of what we value or responses that we can give to what we value is monetary. You value a nice home? You value a private education? You val whatever it is, but all of a sudden, when he starts to, to birth or reignite or restore the original intent, we are so far from valuing it that we literally, sh we our response is nothing. I don't want to respond with my time. I don't want, I mean, even think about the difference in how many people are here. And I, I'm, I hope it's okay to make this personal, but, but think about how many, even the difference in how many people are here. There were people all over the floor, weeping, putting flags on each other, speaking over each other, laying prostrate on the floor. I mean, you, there were people who were crawling to get into kingdom heirs because he was pouring out an expression of rescue over everyone. And people were rescued. Every single person who walked in the door was rescued. And I guarantee that happened all over the globe. When God said it's a, it's a season of exposure and there's going to be cutting, that people were crawling into apostolic reformation centers, that people were crawling into, into churches where, where, that had a similar mindset where the remnant was, that they were looking for the remnant then. Well, where are they now? There is an immediate resistance when the rescue is over and it is time to grow up. I don't want to grow up. 
There's a part of me that doesn't want to grow up in certain areas of my life because it feels so costly and it brings up so much fear and insecurity in my heart that I don't want to grow up. But can your hunger be greater? It can. Your hunger can be greater. But our mindsets are gonna have to shift in terms of what we value and everything and anything that's been released will have been for nothing, for naught, if you don't wrestle it to the ground side by side with your old mindset and say, God, what do you want me to value? And what have I valued before that you now want to, to die, that you honestly never even cared about? Okay. I wanna make sure we have a little bit of time to move into our, our, fina our financial presentation. And before we do that, um, I want Apostle Tanya to come up. Yeah, no, it's okay. I can do that while you start. Right. I, are you guys all right if I just take yeah. a, a little bit before we just Mm -hmm. move into the financial part. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. I know um, I'm running a little bit behind, but I'm behind. I, it was good. And I'm not shifting gear. I'm not shifting gears, but I want to, I want to give a taste of what she's talking about. Because when she said that motherhood and fatherhood is intimidating, I want to release in the spirit. I want to ask you why. Mm. I want to ask you why would a heart of a mother who wants you to operate in your fullness to go back to the original intent be intimidating un, un, other than I'm going to raise you to a standard and I'm going to demolish everything you've known. But as mothers and fathers in the natural, do we not do that with our children? Yeah. If they're going a certain way, am I not there to raise them in the way that they should go, correct them in the direction that they are, because I see the fullness that they're supposed to operate in, yeah. and they're not operating at a standard, and they learned that from somewhere else, so I'm going to come in and I'm going to teach them a higher way. Yeah. I don't understand why that's intimidating. I, I, it, it boggles my mind when we have to talk about value, because I... This is something that I yearn for and, and I want to give a taste of something that I yearn for. If, is that okay? Yeah. When she said that there's mysteries that are gonna be unlocked to you, I wanna give one example of a mystery that's gonna be unlocked. And I've already released this, but I know <laughs> half of you don't hear it when I'm releasing on Voxer. And so I wanna release it in this platform. But this is the type of mystery. When she's talking about the original intent, there are things that he wants to unlock in us. And the only way for them to be unlocked is you're gonna have to unlearn what you were taught. Mm -hmm. Here's why. It's not intimidating. I'm not talking about a person. I'm not talking about your mommy and daddy. I'm not talking about an old pastor. I'm talking about Satan. I'm talking about Lucifer. I'm talking about the one that has come in to steal, kill, and destroy an original intent that has thrown us all off guard. Yeah. Okay? 
So then I come in and I'm up and I am starting to hunger because I'm not concerned or um, I'm not, uh, how do I say that? I, I am okay to be demolished. I, the Hebrew mindset has been so ingrained in me that I am okay to be told what you knew was wrong. And because that doesn't intimidate me, and I hunger being a student, I hunger being obedient, I hunger, I hunger coming underneath, I hunger being sub submitted, there are mysteries that are being unlocked that are wrecking my world. And so when that heart begins to um, begin to manifest over others, that's all this is. That's all this is. Even when, like when Missy was talking, tribes, Hebrew, why? Was Yeshua a Hebrew? But we're like, but we're in the Western culture. Fine, but he was a Hebrew. Do you guys know that the language first in the Tanakh, the Old Testament was Aramaic. Then the New Testament was translated to Greek from Hebrew. So in the New Testament, you already have one generation removed from the Hebrew language into Greek. Okay, that's just one generation removed. Is that making sense when I say generation? One language translated, Hebrew to Greek, okay? Then Greek moved to Latin. Then Latin moved to, and I could have this wrong, but Latin probably moved to French. Then it went into, then it went into, then it went into, then it went into German. Then it went into English. So just the English language has been seven generations removed from the original intent. So what I'm talking about is when she's talking about the original intent, it should not be intimidating that he's one to, wanting to unlock a language that we've just never been taught before to go back to the original intent. He spoke in a beautiful language and we're trying to translate his beautiful language seven generations removed we're going to miss some things. Yeah. We're going to miss some culture. We're going to miss some tribes. We're yeah. going to miss some revelation. Yeah. We're going to miss some uh, markers in the New Testament when it says, women, be quiet, go home. We're going to miss some little marks. We're going to miss the commas. But I was learned, I learned in English a comma, but there wasn't one. What does it do when you read it that way? That's the only, that's all this is. So I want to I want to release something because when we're talking about the original intent, I just learned something this last week, and this is the type of mysteries that she's talking about. This is what should not be intimidating. Do we not want to be unlocked yeah. in the in the truth of things that He wants to reveal to us? Yeah. That's why we need to be okay to be dismantled so we can be rebuilt. And she talked a lot about rebuilding, which is why I feel in the spirit I want to release this. Okay, English Bible, whatever translation. English, ESV, New King James, pick one, English. The Tanakh, which is Old Testament, there are three books that are written in this order, Nehemiah, Ezra, Esther, right? If you want to, you can pull out your Bible. It's Nehemiah, Esther, Ezra, Esther. What he revealed to me in, in, in this, when I, was, when I was spending time with him, the Jewish Bible, the Hebrew, is written in a different order than your English order. It's written chronologically, and it's written Esther, Nehemiah, Ezra. Okay, 
This is what he revealed to me in, in my secret, in this, in this secret time. When I ascended with him, I asked him, why? Why do we, why does the Western, why does Western culture, why does English change something so revelatory? Now here's this, I'm going to reveal the Satan side of things, okay? If you learn, Old Testament is foundation, yes? If you learn that Nehemiah is first, I'm just going to say N, Ezra, Esther. Nehemiah was rebuilding the walls, right? Do we know that? Okay, Nehemiah was called to rebuild the walls, okay? Ezra was a teacher and taught the people how to operate within the walls. Esther was a queen who was, had proximity with a king and was intimate and redeemed a people. The foundation of what we've known is that you are to build then teach how to operate in that building, then maybe you can be intimate and then you can be able to redeem a people. But that's not truth. The truth and the chronological real order of the Hebrew Tanakh is Esther, Nehemiah, Ezra. What does that say to us? The foundation that we should be building on is that intimacy and proximity and the redemption of people yeah. is what will cause a man to want to rebuild, yeah. to be able to teach us how to operate in that building. It is founded on intimacy. Yeah. But yet religion has taught us and Western culture has said, read your English Bible and then argue with the one with revelation and say, where is it in the word? And you don't even know truth because Satan has come in and twisted all things up as simple as that. To begin to release us, you better build first. Then you better learn how to operate in that building to maybe get intimate. So when Megan comes along and gives a word and said, it's about intimacy, eh, that's a little uncomfortable because you haven't read the word right. Mm -hmm. Not because you didn't know how, but because you were taught wrong. Yeah. So when a mother and a father comes in and says, let me direct you in the way you should go. Here's some mysteries that are getting unlocked in my time of being dismantled and submitted and humbled, but that's not what I knew. Going through the exact same process to unlock sons and daughters, to be able to walk in revelation, to where it becomes a real thing for them to be able to pour themselves out, to multiply, because sons are the only ones that are called to rule and reign. Yep. So when you want to rule and reign, you have to know how to be a son. Well, this is, this is what happens. So when she's talking about original intent, which she's just talking about the original intent for you to embrace what's happening. Yeah. That's not even the original intent of some truth. I don't know why I keep pointing to this. Yeah. When she's talking about original intent, she's just talking about original intent of how. That's not even the original intent. Does that make sense? It's not even the fullness of the original intent. There's some original intent things that need to get unlocked in us. There's some mysteries we didn't know about. There's some Hebraic idioms that we've been reading and, and, and with a Strong's Greek mindset that's very linear, trying to do, you know get to the root of the root, and then we teach ourselves, oh, that's what that means. And we've missed, we've missed so much. Oh, this is what I mean. I don't understand why this is intimidating. Can you imagine, I, I mean, the next generation gets it. Logan, well, I don't, I'm being taught this stuff about, uh, what was it in science you were learning? Evolution. And he's questioning things. But this is what happens when you get old and rusty 
I was taught about evolution. And, and then all of a sudden when somebody says there's something different, it's like, ugh. But all he's wanting to, my point in that is to be young. Be okay to quit, to what, what? To be okay to be dismantled in some things that we're hearing to this should not be intimidating. I am not coming up here to be like, I now, now I will say what is intimidating. If you view me through your old mindset, I will be all up in your intimidating aura. I don't know if whatever that is. If you have an intimidating spirit and you're viewing me like something that Satan has twisted, trust me, you're not going to like it. But the truth of it is, is that the point of all of this is to go back to the original intent in all arenas. Yeah. To be unlocked in those mysteries. This is why it would take a mother and father because who's going to take the time yep. to fight on yeah. your behalf yeah. to that type of revelation? Yeah. A, I'm going to tell you right now, a pastor does not do that. Yep. Program, let me say it that way. I don't want to talk, I'm not talking about an individual pastor. Right. Programs don't do that. Yeah. They don't fight for sons and daughters for that type of revelation. Yeah. They don't dig that deep. They don't get dismantled themselves because yeah. they're just given their five-point sermon from the ones that told them what to do, and then they learn about grace and all. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. not death. Yeah. <laughs> so original intent is for you to be unlocked in your fullness, which, yeah. yes, can be intimidating if you have to be retaught yeah. some things, but this is, should not be intimidating. Yeah. This should be an invitation of an absolute enjoy, uh, enjoy, enjoy ride. <laughs> a journey of him unlocking some things. How powerful is that revelation? I'm having a hard time with this Bible. I'm so used to Malachi's the last thing before Matthew. No, it's not. But that's powerful. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a powerful thing. And so I just wanted, because she kept talking about rebuilding. And I just thought that revelation is so timely. And I don't, I didn't mean to shift gears, but I wanted to give a taste of why she's talking about the original intent. Why? Yes, so that you could be a son and walk. Well, what that means is to be a son and walk in some of these revelations. Whoa. Can you imagine manhood being raised in intimacy and proximity, then build? Could you imagine a pure generation, husbands and wives operating, intimacy, then build, then learn? We were taught in America, knowledge. Knowledge, we have elevated knowledge as our God, not intimacy. This is so powerful and that's foundational. That's just one, I mean, you guys, there, it, I don't even know how to, it is like, Right? That's just one little, I just am trying to give a little taste of, amen? I have no idea how that shifts into finances. But I did wanna, I wanted to release the unlocking. John, you can come, uh, come on up here. We, uh, I'm going to say goodbye to Samaria uh, quickly, but I wanted to say a few things. We're gonna be shifting into finances. This all ties together spiritually. So when she's talking about value, what did I just say? Everyone will give if I said, come on, Nehemiahs, it's time to rebuild a city. What if I said, sit down, get close to the king and don't do anything and learn how to be intimate? I don't know if that needs money.
Okay? That just that's that's probably what happened. I think we just got a, I think we just got a revelation. I did. Maybe you guys got it. I did. Right? All of a sudden it's like let's let's get into let's get into intimacy. Oh, that's free. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomheirsflag.org. Thank you.